from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. We'll have a stage where we'll bring a therapy panel right to the community. As we're in the middle of, ha- of having a great time, we will still talk about the important thing, how to navigate our mental health. That is still something that is so stigmatized. To teach people about food justice, um, about living in food swamps, and how they can still get fresh produce. The more that we love on them as a village and just lend our support, the better that they can do. I'm Jeremy Goodwin. Ohan Ashe found her voice as an activist during the Ferguson uprising and has been a prominent voice of dissent since then around the area. Ashe founded an organization called For the Culture STL in 2018. It may be best known for its comprehensive online directory of local Black-owned businesses, organizations, and events. But she and her team are expanding their efforts with in-person events this summer that are all about celebrating Black culture in and around St. Louis. That starts with Blackout Weekend this weekend. Ohan Ashe, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. First off, tell me about Blackout Weekend. What's this? Yes, so Blackout Weekend is something that I actually got during protests in Ferguson and years following afterwards. It is where you just support Black-owned businesses um, that weekend. So this weekend, we have chosen six businesses to support. um, And this helps minimize the pay gap between Black communities and other communities when we pour our income and resources into these businesses. Mm-hmm. And where can people find out about the businesses we're talking about? Yes. So you can go to For the Culture STL on Instagram or Facebook, and you can go to ForTheCultureSTL.com, click on the event calendar, and all the events we'll be having this summer are there. And it, it sounds to me like this Blackout Weekend is really at the core of what your organization is all about, right? How does this tie into just why you're here? Yes. So ForTheCultureSTL.com um, started, I launched it in 2018 as a way to just uplift, support Black-owned businesses and people in St. Louis. So this year we have a slew of events coming and we had to support Black-owned businesses. That's literally the core of where For the Culture STL started from. Yeah. And you've, you've had a few years now where you've really immersed yourself in that community, the state of black business in St. Louis. Yes. Um, what are you hearing from people? Do, do the entrepreneurs in that space feel, for instance, supported by the, the rest of the business community? Yes, I think that we are seeing an uptick in support and uplift from community members um, to even just have a space for them to be seen, to be found, to be supported. I think that is very affirming. I hear it all of the time of oh. just how helpful that it has been. The um, income it has brought in the support and clientele it has brought in so it is such an honor to be a staple in St. Louis's community and supporting black owned businesses. When you talk to um, black folks who own businesses in St. Louis mm-hmm. what do they tell you they need? Mm-hmm. 
Um, a lot of times it's support. Um, a lot of times it's resources. A lot of black business owners, this is not passed down. We're learning as we're going. We're playing multiple okay. roles. Um, so so support, a lot of people who are first starting a first-time business, yes, that sort of thing. Yes. So even just red tape, tax information, it could be all sort of things, how to market. Um, again, a lot of us don't have backgrounds in all of these things that you need to be an owner. Um, so they are trying to learn as they go. And the more that we love on them as a village and just lend our support, the better that they can do. And that sounds like the kind of non-glamorous stuff that people right. who aren't doing the work don't know about, but can yes. really hit a spot in terms of a need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what, what kind of requests do you get when you're out talking to folks? What would they like to see For the Culture do? So For the Culture is also beyond just supporting Black-owned businesses. We try to implement programs and events that help the community as a whole. Um, And one of the things that we really learned this year, earlier this year, I put up a post saying that what can we do to support Black St. Louis, Black business owners as a whole? And we got a slew of things from mental and physical wellness uh, equity and business and just community support. So the programs that we have this summer, they fit into all of those boxes because that is what people told us they wanted. Okay, let's talk about what you have coming up. Uh, on July 30th, that's a Saturday afternoon, yes. a program called Navigating Mental Health. What's that all about? Yes, yeah, so we are partnering with the Ellis Agency to bring a mental health workshop to black communities, really teaching us tools and tips and tricks of how to navigate our mental health. That is still something that is so stigmatized in black communities. So we want to reverse that thinking and just teach people that it really is important to know how to deal with our own mental health. And we aren't the experts, so we're partnering with people who are to bring these programs. Statistically speaking, uh, are black Americans less likely to seek out mental health treatment? Yes, I think black people are at 30 percent to our counterparts, our white counterparts of 60 oh, wow. percent that see- seek out mental health resources. And some of that has to relate to inequity in terms of just access to health care. Yes. So it can be a slew of things. It's still stigmatized in our community. There isn't always access to mental health resources. And if there are, it's also getting to them. Um, If insurance and cost, it's so many other things that come into uh, play with this, which is why all of our events that we're having this summer is completely free. And so, uh, so for the Navigating Mental Health Workshop, what will folks actually do during that time? Yes. So it'll be a deeper dive. And the coolest thing about it is when you sign up for it, we'll send you a survey to find out what you need. So the program will look like what okay. the people that come actually need, what they want to talk about, the tools that they want to learn. It is very immersed in the experience. And in August, you've got the Culture Kickback Fest coming up. That sounds like a big deal. Yes. And your your face is lighting up just at the mention <laughs> of it. Yes, I am so excited. So this is the fourth annual Culture Kickback. But this year, we get to go bigger and better. And this one is, it kind of ties the end of all of the programs that we are having and the events that we're having this summer. And the Culture Kickback Fest will have a stage where we'll bring a therapy panel right to the community. So as we're in the middle of, ha- of having a great time, we will still talk about the important things and getting resources to the community. Um, we are partnering with so many community members to have community resources there, free food, skate parties. It'll be a great time, but it really will get us in tune with the things that we need for our community as well. Something really 
sticks out to me that what you just said, so we're here trying to make substantive progress on a lot of serious issues, mm -hmm. but enjoying yourself is part of that too, right? Yes. That, that's a big piece of just getting by. Yes. Self-care is so important. I think you can look up anything today and you can just be immersed in that negativity. Mm -hmm. And I think those gentle reminders of joy, of love, of happiness are so important to keep us going day by day. And in this work, especially when you're trying to get people who are under resourced resources, mm -hmm. it can be so draining to just hear what people's experience is. And it's just unfair in a lot of a, a lot of ways. So I, I really try to make happiness a center key point in everything we do. Do you find when you talk to people that you encounter a, a sentiment of folks who've been disappointed in the past when they've attempted to reach out for these sort of resources and maybe skeptical? Yes, I think especially when we talk about black communities that have been overlooked so much, that is also some of the things that I've heard is that it just hasn't been a space for us before. Um, so I think that it is something new. It is trailblazing to have something that focuses on us because a lot of the times we've heard that Focusing just on blackness is the problem, right? And I think it's super important that we stand up and affirm that we have to help heal each other just as much as anybody else. Mm -hmm. And let's be sure to mention also in August, you've got a big summer coming up, a, yes. to a tour of the George Washington Carver Farm. That's a black-owned urban farm in, in the fairground neighborhood. Yes. What's going to happen that day? Yes, so we actually have an entire weekend of events with oh. the Culture Kickback Fest being on Sunday. So on Friday, we are partnering with the TSTL to do a community first responder uh, class. So this will be teaching community members how to help people who have been either shot or having an overdose experience. It's really teaching folks what to do in those moments and also how to stay calm. And then on Saturday, we are teaming up with Ujima and visiting their uh, black-owned farm, the George Washington Carver Farm, to teach people about food justice, um, about living in food swamps, and how they can still get fresh produce. In your years of activism and now working in the community with really direct actions like this, mm -hmm. what connections do you see between those parts of your lives? Excuse me, between those parts of your life? Yeah, I think that um, they all play on each other. Um, the activism part of me is absolutely what got me to For the Culture STL. Literally, after we were being active with the Jason Stockley protest um, is what even brought me to For the Culture STL. And I think that they both play a part on each other and it is so important to not only like lean on the activism because you have to be very strong in what you believe in this, but also being soft enough to take care of the community. Uh, it's been such a pleasure talking with you, Ohanashe. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This episode was produced by Danny Wisentowski. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? 
suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.